As you all know, I use Anchor FM to record all of my podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. Anchor has all the tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And to top it off, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, y'all, it's completely free. Free 99. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hello, welcome back to Black and Blooming. I'm your host, Dahlia J. Um, I just want to say thank you to so much to everyone who has listened to my podcast and has supported it so far. Um, it was kind of hard initially getting myself to make that post just because it's been such a long time. But to everyone who listened to my last episode about toxic positivity and resonated with the things that I mentioned, I'm so happy to hear that and I'm really glad that you all resonated with that. Um, If you have not listened to my last episode, which is season two of my podcast, um, please go to my main page and um, listen on there. Um, Before we get started, I did want to clarify a few things, I guess, regarding how to listen to my podcast. So, my podcast is hosted on Anchor, and that is, I'm so sorry if you hear planes in the background, my podcast is hosted on Anchor, and that directly is partnered with Spotify, so um, initially that is exactly where it will take you, but my podcast is not on, is not only on Spotify, it's other. It's on other platforms, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on Um, all types of things if you visit my main page for my podcast you should be able to see those different options and make sure that when you're typing in black and blooming into the search bar you are using the ampersand sign and not typing in the word and it's black ampersand blooming Um, but now that I have started the flow I definitely want to read my first um, comment that I got so on my previous episode I asked have Um, have you ever experienced toxic positivity? My friend Janessa said, you hit the nail on the head. I never really thought about how we can exhibit toxic positivity towards ourselves. I used to be that way a while ago and I was drained to no end. Great podcast. So um, I've had other people also tell me personally that they really like the podcast and that means a lot to me. I'm really happy that y'all are enjoying it so far and all I can say is make sure that you answer this week's question. Um, I will be posting bi-weekly as of right now, and then if, you know, it picks up way more traction, then maybe we'll move on to weekly, but bi-weekly right now. Um, So this week's episode is about post-graduation blues. Now, I mentioned it in my previous episode that this is what I would be talking about because, let me tell y'all, it was, I graduated in May, which was, which is going to be like two months ago, almost three in like a week or two and it was probably one of the least happiest moments of my life (laughs) like and I had expected it to feel so much different than what it actually did um so I'm definitely going to be very vulnerable with how I felt and talk about pretty much 
everything that kind of led to this point. So my initial, um, and there was positivity there too, don't get me wrong. Um, but my initial emotions that I experienced were shock, disappointment, and loneliness. And this did not start just after I graduated. This started probably, I would say, a month or a month and a half before. Because I started realizing that college was over. Like, I had the shock factor because I realized that college was literally over. And, you know, people said high school would go by fast. College went by, like, two times quicker. Um... And I really didn't understand why I felt that way because I knew that I had worked really hard for this degree. I had graduated in four years, which, you know, people always talk about, you know, a bachelor's being a four-year degree, but a lot of people do not graduate in four years. And that's because it takes a lot, especially depending on your major. I was very fortunate to have chosen a major where it was not pretty much impossible for me to graduate within four years I, I I feel like I kind of went easy on myself but it was definitely on the more difficult side um and so there was a lot of shock going on with that and um part of that reason was because of the pandemic I felt like I realized that I lost out on pretty much a year and a half of my college experience so instead of getting to you know, finish my sophomore year of college on campus at the university with other students doing the most, I realized that I didn't get to do half of that. And I spent my entire junior year online. There was no in-person. You know, there were a few options. They did try to make it kind of possible for us, but honestly, relatively so. I spent my entire junior year um online and it was terrible it honestly it was terrible like I felt so unmotivated I you know didn't feel motivated and I feel like because I had gotten so used to not having um I had gotten so used to not being around other students at that point that when it became time for me to literally be forced to go back to school in person for my final and senior year I didn't even really want to go like I had kind of come to a point where I had accepted the fact that I was most likely going to graduate online because my sophomore year in 2020 when the pandemic had began that you know that graduating class had to graduate online both in college high school wherever you were graduating from all online and a lot of graduations in 2021, my junior year of college, were also online. There were some that were in person, but a lot of them were kind of like semi-in-person, semi-online. And so I had kind of come to the conclusion that I would probably have to graduate online. And so when I realized that I had missed out on so much of my college experience from the pandemic, I felt really, really sad because... I had so many plans before COVID happened. I had planned to go to Ghana to study abroad during the summer before my junior year of college. I had plans to go visit San Francisco with friends. 
I had plans to do internships outside of the current, you know, outside of Nevada. I had all these different plans and they all fell through. They all fell through. And part of the reason why the pandemic was so unbearable was because I was so disconnected from, you know, my friends at the time. And I had a lot of personal things going on. And then the aftermath of when we thought we were getting over the pandemic, the like the second half of 2020 towards October, November, December was also just terrible. Like there was death, there was family drama, there was fighting. I, you name it, a lot of it was happening. And uh, my boyfriend's mom passed away during December of 2020. And that was hard on both of us. It was really hard on my boyfriend, obviously, because that's his mom. And it was really hard on me because of some, you know, personal reasons that I'm not ready to disclose, you know. Um, but his mom and I didn't have the best relationship before she passed away. And so even to this day, that's kind of something that I've carried with me and that that mixed with the pandemic and losing out on my college like that all really made me feel just so shocked like all of that happened in such a short period of time and um yeah that was part of the reason why I was just kind of just shocked that everything had gone by so fast and I lost so much time with you know, having the college experience. And I knew I wasn't getting a master's. And even if you do get a master's, there's nothing like undergrad. Like, let's not, let's not belittle, um, you know, people who have decided to go on to get their master's and say like, oh, they got to have the rest of their college experience. Like, there's nothing like undergrad. There's just not. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why I felt so much shock. And then the second emotion that I felt was disappointment, just because, I have always been super hard on myself. You know, we, we hear this saying all the time, you're your own worst enemy, but we don't really sit down and realize what that means. You are literally your own worst enemy. And I am definitely my own worst enemy. I felt, I felt so unaccomplished because during my time there, there were several, I, I, so I have a journalism degree. I guess I should disclose that. Um, I have a journalism degree and a minor in ethnic studies. And the second half of my sophomore year and my entirety of my junior year, I feel like probably would have been so much different for me had I been in a different position in a different place, had there not been a pandemic going on. But there were so many of my um, peers who were doing outstanding work, getting recognized by professors, you know, having all these opportunities, traveling to New York, Texas. Um, you name it, they were they were there. I know you name it, there were I'd probably know somebody who went there from my college and I wasn't doing those things. I was literally, you know, at home in Vegas, no car, no license. Um, I still don't have those two things, but I'm working on them. <laughs> and I I just felt so unaccomplished because I was like, there's several people who are leaving with awards and I have nothing to show for my college experience. I really felt like I spent my, I, I felt like I wasted my four years pretty much because I didn't have anything to really show for the fact that I'd gone to college and gotten a degree um, outside of saying that I'd gone to college and gotten a degree. And then um, 
my college had an awards banquet um, for, I would say, the week before graduation. And I had went in there. I mean, this was my own fault. I kind of set myself up to get my feelings hurt. But I had hoped that in some way, by someone, I would be recognized before my time at my university was over. I, I, yeah, I didn't, needless to say, I didn't get an award, y'all. I didn't get an award. And I felt so sad about that because I really thought that I was going to, you know, receive some sort of honorable mention or anything for what I had done. But I didn't get um, any recognition at that particular ceremony. And I remember feeling so crushed because of it. I was like, I didn't do anything special enough. I, it's because I wasted a year and a half during the pandemic, not really doing anything. I blame myself for not continuing my podcast during that time because I was like, if I continued my podcast, I probably would have more to show for it. And you know what? That may be true. Or what also may be true, I still would not have gotten an award at that ceremony. And that's okay. You know, I realize that I don't, I don't need other people's validation to tell me that I worked hard to get that degree. I don't need other people to hand me an award that says best at this or best whatever for me to know that I cried and I struggled and I did the most to stay in school and get my bachelor's degree. I'm a first gen student and a black woman. And that within itself says a lot. So I didn't need anybody. I really didn't need anybody to tell me that. And the fact that I was so hopeful and reliant on the fact that someone would give me my flowers or give me my kudos, I I needed to give myself kudos. I needed to give myself flowers because what I did wasn't easy. And anybody else who's done the same thing, first gen or not, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, I was also hard on myself because I never made the dean's list. I have a friend. Oh, my gosh. She's one of my best friends. We've known each other since first grade. Shout out to Trinity. She made the dean's list, I think, once or twice. And this girl has gone through, I would say, more than me. Like, we have literally, throughout our college experiences, been each other's pretty much rock. Because we're both people who, like, had to rely on pretty much ourselves to kind of navigate this new field and I'm so proud of her so proud of her and she went through and I feel like she's had more struggles than I have so I I I kind of compared myself to her I was kind of like okay she made the dean's list and she had all this stuff going on how come you didn't make the dean's list and I realized that okay I didn't make the dean's list not once in my four years of college not a once I'm just letting you know, not a once, did not graduate magna cum laude, and I had to realize that that's okay. You know, there was a lot of things that came up. There were a lot of things that I had to deal with and obstacles that I had to endure that took away from me being able to spend, you know, 100% on my time on studying and learning and all these other things. Like, there were a lot of things that were hindering me and that were distracting me from those things that I was experiencing personally physically emotionally mentally and I had to give myself grace for that because not everybody's going to make the dean's list but that does not mean that I did not work hard so 
you know, with that being said, I experienced a lot of disappointment. A lot. <laughs> um, yeah. And honestly, up until I would probably say two weeks ago, I was still sobbing and wallowing in my sorrow about the whole thing occasionally. Not every day, but, you know, occasionally, like, something strikes the heartstrings. Um, and then the third thing that I experienced a lot of was loneliness. So where I'm at, the lack of the black community and culture is pretty much non-existent. There are black people here, but a lot of them keep to themselves, especially if they were born and raised where I currently stay. So it's really hard when, um, I realized that there was such a lack of black community because when you're on campus, like granted, I went to a PWI, which if you don't know what that means, it means predominantly white institution. Um, granted, I did go to a PWI, but being on campus was so diverse. Like it was so diverse in comparison to actually living in the city, like actually living in the town. And so once I no longer lived on campus, stayed on campus and went back home to Vegas every single, you know, break or whatever the case may be. That is when I realized how undiverse the actual town is. And that was a whole nother feeling of loneliness because I think in this town, there's two hair stores. There's two beauty supply stores, y'all. If you are a black woman or you know anything about black culture, two beauty supply stores, that's it. You already know that that's a problem. Okay. You already know that. And then there's only one soul food place. One soul food place. That's it that's it and the soul food place is decent but it's not award-winning i'm not going to drive you know two three hours to go eat that food i wouldn't really recommend it to anybody who came to stay like it's not mm, the food isn't all that great i just i was missing and still am missing if we're going to be quite honest the lack of black community in the culture um and that was really hard for me to deal with because it's like, what are you going to do? There's a reason why black people don't really stay here. It's because it's because they're not really wanting to welcome the culture. They're not ready for the culture, okay? They're not ready for it. And that's why they don't stay here. And I'm just leaving it at that, you know? Um, and then the second reason was I realized that all of my friends and the people that I knew were moving back. And when I say all, I don't mean just my black friends. I mean all of them. I mean latino asian um white like they were over they were over it they said yeah i'm moving back i'm moving back home where it's way more diverse they moved back home and um or they were moving to other diverse places like california or just somewhere else in the u.s that wasn't here and so that was a seriously lonely feeling because i felt like half of the friends that i had made or knew were kind of like leaving me like everyone that I know who was graduating left and that was also a lonely feeling because it's like okay it's bad enough that I'm in this place where um, the town isn't really diverse my family isn't up here with me um, granted I have my boyfriend here but you need friends <laughs> you need relationships outside of your romantic relationship um, and I'll probably talk about that in a, di in a totally different episode in the future um, but it was really hard for me because I kind of felt like I was missing out. Like I felt like I was being abandoned for a lack of better words. And I didn't blame anyone. I was like, how can I blame them for wanting to go somewhere where they actually enjoy it and where they feel welcome? But I felt abandoned in a sense because 
everyone was leaving and I was pretty much one of the only people staying here. And even the people that I know or knew during that time may not have been leaving right away, but had plans to leave. So it was like, inevitably, they're not going to be here. Um, and then the few friends that I did have that were staying here, they were super busy, super busy, y'all. Like, every time I would try to make plans, it was like, no, I have to work. No, I have to study. No, I have this this thing going on. Or no, I can't. No, I can't. No, I can't. It was never there wasn't really a lot of attempt to like reschedule and stuff and you know you can't fault people for being busy but it was very much um isolating that's the word I'm looking for it was very much isolating because I didn't have people to talk to I didn't really have people to hang out with it was kind of just me being by myself and that was um honestly pretty depressing like it made me really sad because um, I didn't really know what to do. I didn't really know where to go. And during this entire time, I was talking to my therapist about it and she kept, she kept drilling in my head. She kept saying, it starts with yourself. It starts with N. It starts with N. And I was like, oh, I'm so sick of hearing that. It starts with N. It starts with yourself. Like, I know this, duh. But it's hard when you feel lonely and when you are not, you know, used to the place that you're in. Um, but you know, long story short, she was right. <laughs> she was right, y'all. Long story short, um, and I kind of had to turn it around. So, I mean, it's still a struggle. I'm not gonna sit up here and tell y'all that it isn't because I definitely still feel those things sometimes. But I guess more so, I've kind of found a way to cope with it. Like, I'm definitely relying way more on God because I. I've been seeing these messages on social media and even, you know, talking with people for, with um, like friends and stuff occasionally, like sometimes God isolates you to elevate you to the next level for a higher purpose. And so in or because you're distracted with so many things, you're not really focusing on him. And I realized that that could be a very good reason as to why God, why God put me in the place that I'm in, like and I also had to realize that this situation is temporary. I'm not going to stay here forever. I'm not going to stay here, you know, forever and ever and ever. Like, I, I can go and I, and I will eventually leave. So I think also realizing that was a huge turning point for me because I was like, okay, if God is putting me through this, then let me stop focusing on what I don't have. Let me stop focusing on what is not around me and start focusing on what is he wanting me to do in this season? What is he wanting me to do in this season? And I feel like the number one thing that he's been wanting me to do is focus more on him. And so I've been, you know, working on um, doing my Bible studies. And I have been starting my Bible plans again. I started going to a church again out here. Because um, I had gone to a church probably late last year and it was a huge turnoff for me. Um, with the kind of environment that they were fostering and promoting um, and so I kind of used that as my excuse it's like oh I don't need to go to church like I'll just watch it online but the fact of the matter was I wasn't watching it online so yeah I needed to be going in person so I started doing that and then um, I also kind of like humbled myself like to make new friends y'all I joined Bumble BFFs okay it works 
especially if you live in a bigger city and you're you know you're new or you've been there for years and you just want to make new friends like join bumble bff y'all because before joining that there were two girls that i've currently met who are really nice people you know like we're still in the beginning stages of friendship but i would have never met them if i hadn't joined the app and i'm meeting people that they know i'm learning about things that they like to do the places that they go like we're teaching each other and sharing things so one of my huge tips if you are experiencing this situation in your post-grad life to get on bumble bff because that's where it's at okay that that's that's where i found my that's where i found a few people and um i would 10 out of 10 recommend it if you're struggling to make friends as an adult because that will be again um that will be actually the next episode um making new friends and moving accordingly um but making new but making friends as an adult is really hard it's it's super hard and i was very discouraged because i was like i don't have money for a gym i don't have money for a fitness or pilates class because that's the way i saw online everybody was saying to make friends i was like i don't have money or time for that so um (laughs) what else can i do um and i want to go somewhere where people are like being intentional about making friends not go to a pilates class where people are literally just go to exercise and then get my hopes up and get my feelings hurt so that was definitely something that i did i joined bumble bff 10 out of 10 would recommend to anyone who's wanting to make friends because um you you should do that if that's what you want to do and then um also connecting with creatives you know every relationship that you make does not have to be a sisterhood of the traveling pants type thing you know some good relationships in your life are purely you getting together with this personally person occasionally and um connecting with them enjoying their company and then that's it you might not when you are when you have a problem or when you're experiencing something you may not call them to ask for their advice you may not um ask them to be your god the godmother or godfather of your children you may not ask those things but that relationship still has its place in your life if you get what i'm saying so i feel like me also connecting with creatives which who's to say that those you know relationships won't transform into a sisterhood of the traveling pants type thing but going into it with that expectation is not helpful for me personally so um i've definitely been connecting with creatives just because i it's very very important to you know for me to be around like-minded individuals and also just having people to bounce ideas off of having people to support and to support me so i've really been taking the initiative to connect with others who um i realize are doing things that i admire and not being shy about it like you don't have to always admire from like okay i'm looking at their story i'm looking at what they're doing like swipe up swipe up send them a dm being like girl i love what you're doing like would you ever like to connect and most of the time people are pretty friendly about it like they don't mind offering advice or offering some sort of um like tips or guidance so i really say if if you are really wanting to do something whether it's photography whether it's starting your own podcast, whether it's being a YouTuber, whether it's modeling, whatever the case may be, there are people out there who are willing to connect and work with you and offer you advice. So um, definitely take advantage of that. And then lastly, 
last but certainly not least, doing what makes me happy and healing. Um, Y'all, my healing process is in the very, very beginning stages, um, but um, we gonna get there. And I try to give myself every single day, give myself grace every single day as far as my healing process. But I feel like also coping with that is doing things that I love and that make me happy will make me also less dependent on people. So podcasting, for instance, I love podcasting. I love it. I enjoy it. I enjoy editing it. I enjoy planning it. I enjoy promoting it. Like it, I never knew that this would be a passion until 2020. And I love it so much because I get to share my voice with you all and hopefully resonate with some people and touch some people in some way, shape, or form and help make your day or help make you feel understood and heard because that's all I've ever wanted. And I feel like a lot of times I haven't feel understood and heard. So if I can make someone else feel understood and heard, that means a lot to me. So I love podcasting. I love creating. And that is definitely, those are definitely some of the things that I have been you know, implementing in my life in order to, I guess, not focus so much on the fact that I don't, those are the things that I have been implementing into my life in order to not focus on all everything that I don't have and to try to be more grateful for what I do have. Um, And I've, like I said, I've been healing, like that's praying, going to church, like that's what that is for me. And also going to therapy, like don't sleep on therapy y'all don't sleep on therapy okay it's it's really important because we often will the first step is to recognizing your bad behaviors and habits and your um damaging thoughts but it's like after you recognize it it's one thing to recognize it and it's one thing to be able to find out what the root of that is And that's the process that I'm at right now, kind of figuring out what is the root of that thought? What is the root of this action, this thought process, this behavior? Because if you can't get to the root of what it is, you can't fix it. You got to take it out by the root. Because if you're just like, okay, I noticed that I'm doing this and you try to stop that one bad habit, like, okay, you cut the weeds out. I'm totally taking words from my therapist right now, but Yeah, you cut the weeds off because you stopped that bad habit, but you didn't take out the root. So ultimately, whatever the root cause of you doing those things were are going to manifest in other ways. They're going to manifest in other ways and you're going to find yourself with a brand new set of problems, a brand new set of bad habits, whatever the case may be, because you're not getting to the root of the problem. So that is what I have currently been doing to heal and move forward. Um... And yeah, I just, I feel like it's super important to do that for yourself. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I really do appreciate the support that I get. Literally, as of right now, only 11 people have listened to my last podcast episode. But you know what? That's 11 people who listen to me, okay? So I really appreciate y'all listening to me. Um, and I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you were able to relate to something within this episode and drop a, drop a comment, answer the question. If you have Spotify, answer the question. Um, and I will be making an email soon for people to email me their thoughts about the podcast or maybe questions that they have. Um, so stay tuned for that. And I also have an Instagram, y'all. Uh, my personal Instagram is not yet public again. I'm 
setting up some privacy features just because I don't want my social media getting into the wrong eyes. But um, you can follow my um, pod, my Instagram for my podcast, and that is Black and Blooming Podcast on um, Instagram. And then um, if you want to follow me on TikTok, it's Twist Out Beauty. So I'll also link that in the description of this podcast in case you didn't catch it when I said it. Um, please, please, please uh, make sure you listen to my last episode if you have not already. And I just want to say thank you for listening to Black and Blooming. If you like my show and want more, please be sure to follow and leave a rating on Spotify. And I'll see y'all in a couple weeks so we can talk about moving accordingly and not begging people to be your friend because that's not the move.